Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. All right, Jacob Truba traded by the Jets to the Rangers for Neil Pionk. And the 20th pick in Friday's draft, Dallas Aikens, new coach of the Ducks. Eric Carlston stays with the Sharks, eight-year deal, $92 million. Simone Lawrence of the Tiger Cats, two-game suspension for the head hit on Zach Kalaros. The uh, Edmonton Prospects, 9-8 and eight on the season. They beat Fort McMurray yesterday. They will play at Fort Mac tomorrow and Wednesday. They have Moose Jaw. On July 1st, their big Canada Day game. That is always a blast. 6.30 Ched is uh, rolling it out for the Canada Day theme game as well. You can come celebrate at Remax Field with a Canadian jersey auction, fireworks, and a live post-game concert. Tell you what, 780-496-0063. I mentioned that the last time the Eskimos had 600 yards in a game, was in 1997. We asked who the quarterback was. Now we're going to ask who the coach of the Eskimos was in 1997. Let Kellen know, whoever gets it right, you get a four-pack of tickets to the Edmonton Prospects Canada Day game against Moose Jaw. Got a text here to uh, 63630. Uh, must be from a Calgary Stampeders fan. This person says, so the Stamps lose their first game of the season by four points, and now they are ready to step down? Really? The same thinking must be behind two out of 18 CFL games being equivalent to 15 out of 82 NHL games. Both incorrect, says that texture. Well, I hate being wrong at math because there's no excuse for it. Uh, two out of 18 games is equivalent to being suspended for 9.1 games in the NHL. So we'll round it down to nine. Uh, did I say the Stamps were going to step down? I know that guy's uh, joking a little bit. I, well, Blake's, Blake said too many changes, not going to be as good. I still think Calgary's going to be very good. In my preseason predictions, I still had the Stampeders finishing ahead of the Eskimos. I had Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, BC, Saskatchewan in the West. So I still think Calgary's going to be very good. Do I think they're going to win the Grey Cup? No. Do I think they're going to be as good as they've been the last three or four years? No. So I guess I do have them coming down a step. But to that texture, that's actually a compliment and more in relation to how high they have been as perhaps to the level they will be at this season. So there you go. 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. Do we have a winner yet, Kellen? We do. I'm just finishing up with the info here. All right. Ron Lancaster was the coach. And do we have Jamie ready to go? He is, yeah. Okay. Jamie Tawil from our affiliate AM640 in Toronto. Bring him in as he was covering the Raptors celebration today. Jamie, how are you doing? What a day. What a day. It's uh, unlike anything I've ever seen, that's for sure. Well, the, the, the pictures on television have been pretty incredible. I mean, just so many people out in the streets to celebrate this championship. Just tell us what it was like being in that crowd, being there for the parade and the celebration. Well, I can tell you it was uh, a very strange set of circumstances to start because uh, obviously when you go into 
any crowd of that size, it's difficult to sort of figure out where you need to be, especially, you know, from a reporting standpoint. So first things first, I had to get my, my credentials so that I could get up onto the, uh, the elevated media zone, uh, which was far more comfortable. Uh, but, you know, uh, the, one of my colleagues had my pass, so I was trying to track her down in this sea of people, and it was almost impossible. And at one point, I got sort of stuck in this just maze of people where nobody could move. And if you were uh, at all claustrophobic, it, it certainly wouldn't be any fun for you. Um, but once once I managed to get the credentials and then get up onto the elevated media platform, wow, the, the sight of that mass amount of people. I mean, it was literally a sea of people as far as you could see. So basically, uh, Nathan Phillips Square is um, just, just to the right of it is Bay Street from... Queen, north up to Dundas, that whole stretch was flooded with people. The east side flooded with people, and in the square itself, flooded with people. I would venture to guess about half a million people in those two city blocks. And then another, I'm not sure how many, because I haven't seen the images just yet. I've been at the at the uh, site all day. Um, but the uh, apparently there's even more along the parade route itself. So uh, John Tory, the mayor of Toronto, had suggested that upwards of 2 million people would be taking today in, and uh, I'd say he was pretty accurate. Well, pretty incredible stuff. And uh, I, I guess just with all those people wanting to, to celebrate and be a part of it and take it in, how was the, and, I mean, in, in a circumstance like this, I guess nobody's worried about a, a delay because they're all there for a party anyway. But it uh, things went on a little longer than expected, I guess, eh? Yeah, you know, from an organizational standpoint, they could have done a lot better. Um, I felt really, really badly for a lot of the fans especially the ones that had gotten there at 10 o'clock the night prior. Uh, they were hot. They were tired. Uh, they really wanted the show to get on. You could, you could sense a bit of irritability uh, when it was, you know, about two hours past the point where the Raptors were supposed to have been there. Uh, and people were sort of laying on the concrete. They didn't have water. The sun's beating down on them. They're crammed together like sardines in a can. So you can imagine the heat. A number of people passed out and fainted. There was, uh, you know, some minor injuries from trampling and that kind of thing, but nothing too serious. Um, but, uh, yeah, from an organizational standpoint, I think they could have done a lot better. And the reason, um, you know, the, the delay happened wasn't because, obviously, what was going on in Nathan Phillips Square. That was one thing. But I don't think, even though Mayor John Tory made the suggestion that upwards of 2 million people would be taking this thing in, I don't think the city really listened to that because, they didn't barricade off the streets along the parade route, which meant the fans were literally walking next to the bus, which made it difficult for the five buses that the Raptors were in to actually get to Nathan Phillips Square. That was the delay, and I don't think the organizers anticipated that. Jamie Tawil joining us from AM640 in Toronto. He covered the Toronto Raptors celebration today. Give me a little bit about, I mean, look, the Raptors have been around for uh, for a while now, and there's certainly a generation of fans that, that have always had an NBA team uh, in the city, but there are also, you know, some fans who, you know, grew up in Toronto without the Raptors. Some maybe fell in love with the team right away. Some maybe didn't. Um, but but give them give, give me a sense now of how this elevates them within the Toronto sports community. I mean, I don't I don't know in, in a country like Canada if anybody's ever going to pass the NHL team for popularity. But I mean, this has to increase the the, the ties with the city and obviously the the passion uh, building passion with a whole new set of fans. Oh, there's no question. I, I don't think that um, you know in terms of uh, you know the Raptors versus hockey. 
that uh, you know the fan base is out in Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Montreal, Ottawa, Winnipeg. I don't think that there's a question there. But I would venture to say that the Raptor fan base is as rabid as the Toronto Maple Leaf fan base here in Toronto. Uh, it, it's unlike anything I've seen. This entire playoff run, uh, the, the passion from these fans, the fact that some of them are camping out for days, not, not hours, days, you know, an entire weekend to get into Jurassic Park to watch the game, not even inside, but outside, in the rain. I mean, it goes to show you the passion and the love that the fans in this city and the entire country have for this team. All right, so is now every story about Kawhi until he signs a contract somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's funny, actually. I interviewed Jack Armstrong today. Uh, he's one of the NBA analysts and uh, color guy for uh, for both TSN and Sportsnet. He, he was saying that, uh, uh, you know, he has no idea. Nobody has the answers. Only Kawhi knows. Um, but, you know, when you look at what happened with uh, the L.A. Lakers uh, a couple days ago, you got to think maybe... Uh, Kawhi might be a bit more inclined to stay here in Toronto. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the Kawhi and Dine and all that kind of stuff that's going on here. I mean, he's been offered houses and cars and free meals for life, not to mention, you know, the, the word is a $190 million deal for four years. So it's kind of kind of tough to, to turn your uh, cheek to all that, not to mention the fact that it's not just this city, as you mentioned. It's, it's the entire country um, that, that has love for not just Kawhi but the Toronto Raptors. And I think that's difficult for anyone to overlook. All right. Well, thanks for checking in. Uh, pretty cool day to see the celebration for the Raptors. Uh, an amazing season, an amazing playoff run. Thanks for checking in, Jamie. I know it's been a busy day for you. Yeah, no problem. Anytime, guys. Jamie Tawil on the scene in Toronto of the Raptors celebration. Of course, unfortunately, there was that shooting today. Four people were shot. There have been two arrests. That uh, was all happening at the same time and, and very nearby to the Raptors celebration. So uh, that was a story out of Toronto today. The story out of Winnipeg. This broke about an hour and a half ago. The Jets have traded Jacob Truba to the New York Rangers for defenseman Neil Pionk and the 20th pick in the draft on Friday. Jets GM Kevin Chevalday off says a long-term deal with Truba simply not in the cards. You know, he's someone that, again, we saw you know grow and develop, uh, and um, you know, uh, but obviously, uh, uh, you know, he has uh, some, he had some, some personal, you know, things that uh, he wanted to, uh, you know, see come to fruition. You know, and obviously, uh, with one year from unrestricted free agency, um, you know, he has that uh, had that prerogative moving forward. All right, and maybe more trades before the weekend, on the weekend, when we go to the draft in Vancouver. 6.30 Cheds coverage starts at 4 o'clock on Friday. We'll take you up until Eskimos kickoff, and you can get the entire first round on Global News Radio 880 starting at 6. So uh, we'll have you covered with football and hockey on Friday night. More when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Scott has you covered with Jason Moss, head coach of the Eskimos. Morley standing by. We'll get to him next.
right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It's 7.20. My name is Reed Wilkins. Kellen Kennedy on the uh, other side of the window. Earlier this uh, this spring, Kellen and I co-founded the Sylvan Lake Alliance of Wrestling. We have had uh, Roadhammer and uh, the pizza delivery guy step up as the first two combatants to fight for the belt. Correct. Kellen, you need a, you need a different title other than just co-founder. Like, we got to call you, like, the... I don't know. How about Commissioner the of Mayhem? Sh- that's not bad. How about, how about the shimmering Commissioner of Mayhem? I like that. You need another adjective in there to just prove what a guy... You know, the, the shimmering Commissioner of Mayhem of the slaw. I can Kellen wear Kennedy. jackets with, like, sequins and sparkles yeah, and stuff. Yeah, a shimmering yeah. jacket. I like that. There you go. Congratulations on your new title. I am Can't very happy see with that. this new title. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be big. That's the beautiful this thing about wrestling. This is going to be wrestling. big. You, you think talk I'm... about adding an, uh, uh, another word, right? That's what they do so well. You, you don't get hit on the head with a steel chair. A chair, you get hit in the head with a steel chair, yeah. right? It's all it's all that extra word that takes it over the edge. Yeah. Makes it, makes it well, you guys know up. way more than I do. Th- though now I'm immersed, I'm getting immersed in the world <laughs> with this law. It's PWA event this what was, weekend. What, what, was that, uh, what was that? Wasn't there a... Kellen, you know, wasn't there a character that carried like around a wooden board and it had like a special name? Yeah, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. What was it called, though? Just a two by four. Oh, I thought somebody had the. Or his trusty he had some sort of an object, and yeah, it was. Lucy, the, uh, what was Triple H's ham, uh, sledgehammer's name? Uh, just sledgehammer. That's it. Oh, oh okay. I thought it had a name. Well, so we already have better adjectives in the WWE. Yeah. The Slaw, which has not even had a single bout and only has two wrestlers, neither of whom I've met. But we we already have an advantage on the WWE because we have the shimmering commissioner of mayhem, <laughs> Kellen Kennedy. Ten <laughs> three, uh, the Blue Jays trail the Angels. That is in the top of the eighth. Morley, the game's coming up on Friday. Uh, Riley's going to be back. So are the dogs. Yeah, I saw that. We got the uh, what are they, what are they called? The Fusion Talent Extreme Dogs. Now, in the past, I have well several times, but the actual original. Uh, time I kind of went off on this. Now, I guess there are different types of performance dogs. I was specifically talking about the super dogs. Yeah. Maybe that was misaimed, but I have found that some of these dog acts that have come to Commonwealth haven't been overly impressive. As I've said, if the dog's supposed to do a 10 slalom course and he does two slaloms and then runs beside the rest of the obstacles, He's not a super dog. He's an average disobedient. He's a normal dog. He can sort of do something, but he can't. He's a disobedient so dog. I hope the fusion talent extreme dogs, and it says that they're going to do agility, dock diving, high jump, weave pole racing. I guess that's the slalom, uh, disc, and tricks. I will say the dock diving, where they take a full speed, and then the guy throws the frisbee, and they oh. catch it in air. Oh, and okay. Go, yeah, they go jump, the they leap, and that, catch that's it. pretty good. So yeah. I. I can't. I'm we not going to. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be there to judge the dogs. We saw Fred Stamps do that for many years, leaping through the air, making catches like that. But no, he didn't land in water, though. No, that's true. So the. Yeah, I, you know what? Crazy. I'm going to try to get somebody from the Fusion Talent Extreme Dogs on the show this week. That'd Who cool. are you? How do you train? Are your dogs actually good? <laughs> That'd be great if they were like, ah, they're not actually that good. They're just <laughs> yeah. cute. They're just, they're just really cute. Roadhammer texting in says, you guys can tell my opponent that it's going to be a TLC match for the belt, and I don't plan on losing. What is a TLC match? Tables, ladders, and chairs. Yeah, oh, in wrestling vernacular, it's one of the most hardcore <laughs> matches you have. Is that where they play creep and red light special throughout the entire match? 
and no scrubs and waterfalls. Uh, yeah, I, that's I, right, everybody. A Def <laughs> Leppard fan can name four TLC songs at the drop of a hat. I thought he was going to make a t- learning channel joke here, guys. That's, <laughs> well, that'd be good. Wow. A learning channel match. Yeah, you have to recite the alphabet to pin the guy <laughs> while you're pinning the guy. Hey, uh, you only got to F. <laughs> <laughs> he kicked out. <laughs> All right, you have. Uh, J- so, are we going to know? Is is Jason going to have more on Don Unamba tonight? Or you I, think I doubt yet? it. Okay. I doubt it. He might know more, but I doubt if he'll tell us. That's that's the mo in football. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. I would guess he's going to miss some time. I don't know if you know he was going for an MRI, so you know there's something seriously wrong that that they have to take a look at, which is too bad because I mean he was so good in the preseason game he played, and he was pretty good in the first half. He had what three tackles, a tackle for a loss in the first half, and and then got hurt in that little melee at the end of the first half right in the very last play now was josh johnson his replacement well yeah they moved, sort of but they he won't i don't think he will be going forward oh, okay. they moved him over and brought in taekwon glass to play where johnson ah, was. i see okay so i think they'll bring someone off the off the but, practice but roster. uh Vontae, uh diggs Vontae was playing diggs. as well yeah yeah he was pretty good well they have a good linebacking core yes, i didn't mind do. that johnson guy J- jovan santos knox was uh, back practicing today and he's supposed to so, be the other the linebackers supposed to were supposed to be unamba santos knox and dean yeah and uh, so it looks like santos knox comes back and unamba leaves so uh okay we'll still keep playing checkers all right well, it was, it was an exciting game. It was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess I, I always try to say, like, don't critique the score, either win or they lose. Yeah. I wish, sure, I wish they could have put it away earlier. Yeah. Well, I. But I, they I, responded. I, I talking to two guys today, offensively, Trevor Harris was, was, his disappointment was racking up 600 yards and only getting 32 points. And then I talked to Anthony Orange, and he said, yeah, we got the win. That's the most important thing. But we gave up more than 17 points. And that's our, that's our over under number, 17 points. So. Uh, they weren't happy with it. Happy to win, but not happy with the way you know it finished up. They All right. They, they know they left some stuff on the table, and they got to be better. I got more stuff to give away. Pick a number between one and ten, Morley. Right now, out loud. Yes. <laughs> seven. Caller number seven. You're gonna get seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You're gonna get a uh, pair of passes for fast track indoor karting. Are you tired of paying speeding tickets? Well, we have the solution for you. 630 Chet, Fast Track Indoor Karting, giving you an on-track experience. Caller number 7 to 780-496-0063. Hey, this is going to be fun. Tomorrow, one of our scheduled guests, Stanley Cup champion Colton Pareko, will be on the show. I will join you at 6 o'clock. Dave Campbell is the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio operator. Don't forget Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for listening. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.